The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we have a long time and very prolific UFO researcher and writer, Preston Dennett, back with us. And we'll be talking about his latest book, Humanoids and High Strangeness, 20 True UFO Encounters. We'll get into that in a moment, but right now... Tim and I and Preston will talk briefly about what's going on today with the U.S. government and its UFO investigation. And before we started, I asked Preston, have you read NASA's UAP report? And I gather from what you said, Preston, you were not very impressed. No, I wasn't. I was disappointed, but not the least bit surprised, judging from what they've previously said over the past few months. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not impressed. Of course, what could we have expected? Well, I would expect them to tell the truth, that they do know what UFOs are, that they are likely extraterrestrial, that there is evidence. Uh, but no, they're not going to go there. No, I'm not surprised. They haven't been forthcoming from the beginning, so why would they be now? What's interesting is they focus most of it on techniques to collect reports of UAPs, and the Pentagon's AARO has a site now, AARO.mil, and supposedly eventually you'll be able to report sightings there, but when you look at their mission, it's strictly military bases. So, of course, they're giving up on 95% of the sightings. Exactly. And let's face it, they're really only talking about sightings, ignoring any cases involving landings, people who've had face-to-face contact, onboard experiences, which is really the heart of the phenomena. Yeah, I'm not impressed. I looked at Arrow's goals, too, and that definitely raised my eyebrows. The first three under, I get it, basically analyzing and categorizing and determining capabilities. But the last three goals, there's six goals, really surprised me. If I remember correctly, one was governing the phenomena. Well, good luck with that. Mitigating UFO activity. Another thing that I don't think they're going to be able to do. And ultimately, I think the last one was obtaining the technology. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. But yeah, governing, that really actually made me laugh when I heard that. Well, I think when they mentioned something like getting technology... Preston, they're referring strictly to the possibility that some of these things are test aircraft for drones from other countries. They're not providing the implication 
getting technology from ET. Yeah, well, which is exactly why it's disingenuous. Let's look at just the number of satellites we have and their capabilities of reading a postage stamp. You're telling me they don't know what this phenomena is, they don't have enough data, that they don't think it's extraterrestrial and it could be us? I mean, come on, that's, they can't possibly be serious. Well, of course, they don't expect to reveal anything there. I suspect a lot of this is just a diversion. Yeah, it stinks of propaganda to me. In the recent congressional hearings with Grush, Fravor, and Graves, I will say that did go farther than I thought it would. I was really impressed to hear Congress people talking about unequivocally that there is a UFO cover-up, that UFOs are real, that some of them have actually seen them, that the Pentagon isn't cooperating. Yeah, that was strong rhetoric. I don't think we've heard quite that before. But not disclosure by any means. It's just all talk. Well, so the problem is with congressional hearings is some people, I shan't mention them, we know who they are, use it for showboating, for just motor-mouthing stupid comments. Like there was a congressional hearing involving the Attorney General of the United States. Now, agree with him or disagree, at least show the guy some respect, but these people were impossible. It was like, we're going to look great on X or on certain news outlets. So I think the problem is when you get to UAPs, how could you expect anything better? They're going to put on a show. Yeah, I did notice that. They talked more than the witnesses did. I'm like, (laughs) what is going on here? (laughs) Let the witnesses talk. What are you doing? They love the sounds of their own voices. Yes, so it would seem. So I'm not expecting disclosure anytime soon. Sooner or later, it's got to happen. The truth can kind of take care of itself. But I don't feel like they're doing this voluntarily. I really don't. You know, I'm thinking here in terms of trying to get disclosure. Back in the 50s, Major Donald Kehoe tried that. His second book, Flying Saucers from Outer Space, unfortunately, despite selling a lot of copies, Hollywood acquired it and then made Earth versus the Flying Saucers under the influence of it, supposedly. Really? I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And Kehoe was embarrassed. You know, I think he believed that Hollywood, if they bought the rights to his book, would consider a documentary or something. Unfortunately, he was naive about Hollywood. You know, oh, he, what a shame. He, you know, you didn't understand. When Hollywood buys rights to a book, that means they could take the basic title of the book and everything else would be different. They do what they want to do unless you have some power. If you're a powerful author and you get maybe a producing credit, you have some input. But right. they don't care about you. Yeah, well, that's terrible, because Kehoe is a true hero, I think. I mean, I really admire what he did, pushing this subject forward against the Air Force policy line that this is all hoaxes, hallucinations, and misperceptions. But yeah, look what happened to Travis Walton's story, Fire in the Sky. It was a good movie, I'll give it that. But in terms of the on-board segment, the most interesting part of the movie, complete fiction. Absolutely Hollywoodized. To abs- I mean, it was nonsense. That's not what happened. We had one of the people who was a producer of the film on here. Okay. 
And he said very simply and very basically that the, the studio told him that they had to change that sequence because it matched that of a current film. That's what Tracy well, Torme said. And therefore, you know, it's Hollywood. They've got to basically follow what they're told. That's why they altered that scene from what really happened. Yeah, well, I heard there were talks to do a remake. I don't know if that ever moved forward. But I wish they had fought harder to keep the truth in because that set UFO research back five or ten years. I can't tell you how many people told me, asked me, is that what happens when people are taken on board? You know, do they lay that sheet over you and stick a needle in your eye and float you around this honeycomb? Like, no, 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 no. I've, that's never, I've never had a report anything remotely close to that. So, yeah, I was disappointed. Though the movie was good, I will give it that. Well, Tracy Torme, of course, is, as they say, a child of Star Trek. He worked on Star Trek Next Generation. He was one of the people who put together the holodeck. So we can't really hate him. The holodeck, I think, is one of the fun things about Star Trek. That's right, yeah. I'm a huge Trekkie, so... <laughs> Just fast question before we get back into flying saucers and such. The prequel, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, where you see Spock years before he joined Captain Kirk. You see a younger Captain Kirk, supposedly. You see Captain Pike. You see all these characters. You see Uhura. You saw the episode, I don't know if you did or not, where they were all singing. How do you like that show? Um, well, I enjoy all the spinoffs. I think it got a little bit out of control after a while with all the movies. Because I'm really old school. I like the original best of all. But, yeah, I think it's an amazing franchise, and I really enjoy pretty much all of them. We've got Preston, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's obvious the unthinkable is going to happen soon. With all the distractions in the media, we probably won't see it coming. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. American families are preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hey, Jimmy, turn off the video games. Let's go play some ball. I'm in the middle of my game. Can't we go later? Come on, it'll be fun. It will be there when you get back. Okay, but there's no way you're going to win. Why don't you grab some water and granola bars, and then we'll see about that. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You see, I'm not a big Star Wars fan because I just think they take the same ground and repeat it over and over again and give it a different person or a different title. With Star Trek... They've expanded the franchise considerably, but I really enjoyed, and I don't know about you guys, whether you saw it, Tim, the musical episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Part of it is that a lot of them really sing. Like the woman who plays the young Uhura is a Broadway star. She sings. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't blame them for wanting to continue milking the series because it was super successful. I did see a show on it where it turned out that Lucille Ball was instrumental in getting this show, the original one, on the air. Right. Yeah, I did not know that. Well, of course, she headed Desilu Studios that she founded with her ex-husband, Desi Arnaz. And she shepherded the 
original Star Trek, that's the original series pilot. Then when NBC rejected the concept from Gene Roddenberry, they redid it. They modified the Spock character. They took out the woman number one, the female number one that didn't go over so well back in the 60s. They, of course, made Spock the chief science officer. They also added some other characters to it, like Sulu, for example, and Dr. McCoy, and William Shatner replaced Jeffrey Hunter. Now, in every sense... I don't know whether we could say Shatner was better, although his massive ego certainly helped present the character properly. But Jeffrey Hunter died only a few years later. So had Jeffrey Hunter, as Captain Pike continued, the franchise might have died. Wow. Yeah, it certainly it was a groundbreaking show in a lot of different ways. So in a very limited budget, I remember that was part of the show. Like, well, we'll give you the go ahead, but you only get this much money. So it was a shoestring budget. Well, right now, of course, with the new Trek stuff, they have unlimited budgets almost. They spend millions of dollars on every episode. The special effects are first rate. If you've seen the original episodes being broadcast now, they've gone and redone all of the special effects. And brought them up to date. The uh, opening sequences, uh, a lot of the uh, uh, ships flying through space have been uh, uh, digitized, CGI. And uh, when I saw it just recently, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't (laughs) look right. What's different about it? And I actually had to go and look it up and see that uh, they had uh, uh, redone the uh, original series for syndication. And also, of course, they digitized the film so they can enhance the quality. So it's sharper. The audio is better. With every property, look what they've done with the Beatles. They've remixed those songs several times over the years. Each time they use newer technology to bring out more of it. What they want you to do is be able to sit in your living room or something and believe the Fab Four is playing live for you listen for example to angry the new song from the rolling stones that was actually recorded just a few months ago and the sound is first rate they're using all the modern technology so yeah that's a good thing preserving and the one thing before we go back that special from peter jackson the beatles get back which is what six or eight hours in several parts where they actually use digital correction to bring out audio of John Lennon and Paul McCartney speaking that couldn't be caught or couldn't be heard in the original recording back in the 60s. Amazing. Well, now with AI, they can do whatever they want. They can replace (laughs) me. You know, I might be an AI right now. Think about it. You might be pressed. No, you're too young. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Tim, I don't know. I'm on the fence about Tim. Been AI a long time. <laughs> Using that, that secret black project technology. Well, you see, people now are going to say, with conspiracy theories so common, that maybe E.T. gave us AI. We reverse engineered the Roswell crash wreckage 
And now, of course, we have AI. <laughs> I like to think, though, that humans can do it themselves. We don't need ET to tell us the way. We should be smart enough. Well, you would hope so. I, I don't have much faith in our leaders, but <laughs> the AI revolution is definitely having a huge impact. Hopefully one that's favorable ultimately, but of course, anytime you can misuse a technology, that's where it is. So I'll ask you that question before we get into your book. Obviously, there have been stories over the years of attempts to reverse engineer alien technology from Roswell or somewhere. David Grush, the so-called whistleblower, was saying the same thing, of course, not providing any evidence that it was so. Do you think that any of our technology today is all or partly the result of reverse engineering? Well, obviously, I can't say for sure, but I don't think we should discount it. I have talked to a few whistleblowers myself. Probably the most impressive was a guy who was a subcontractor for the military and worked at Edwards Air Force Base. When he told me that, definitely my ears perked up because Edwards has all kinds of UFO stories surrounding it. And he was actually in a hospital on his deathbed when he contacted me died shortly later, wanted to do his part for disclosure. And long story short, he said he was working at Edwards, walking by a hangar, heard a low buzzing noise, looked and saw a UFO, classic saucer, shiny silver, floating a few feet above the ground inside a hangar. It was a tiny little thing about the size of a sports car. And he turned to his employer and said, what's that? His employer, of course, refused to say anything and wouldn't tell him for years until he was hired for another job. And his employer said, it's an emergency. We need you. And the guy I interviewed said, I'm not doing it unless you tell me what we saw. And eventually his employer said, well, okay, but you can't tell anyone. That was not a UFO, but it was reverse engineered from extraterrestrial technology. And it's an electromagnetic craft using technically anti-gravity, it creates a magnetic field outside the craft, which propels it in the desired direction. So yeah, it's another anecdotal story. There's so many that I think at some point we're going to have to face the fact that there's these stories are matching up. But we don't have a craft that does that now, do we? Or are they mistaken for UFOs? Well, yeah, I think they are. I think a lot of what people are seeing are probably our own. Uh, again, hard to prove. But Graves and Fravor and uh, Grush are certainly not the only whistleblowers out there. This is, they're just the tip of the iceberg. There's hundreds of these guys. So I think there definitely is something to it. More with Preston, Gene, and Tim, and his latest book from Preston. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Everyone around me seems to get sick but me. My brother got the flu twice. My mother was down with some sort of fever. People at work were taking sick days off, and others were just plain tired and run down. And me? Well, I just keep feeling great all the time with Extendivite. My grandfather used to talk about the power of garlic and other herbs he took that kept him healthy. 
I'm lucky. Extendivite was just what I needed to keep me healthy, and Extendivite is all natural. Extendivite was designed for the heart, but does so much more by keeping me healthy all the time. I'll take Extendivite forever. Get your two-month supply for only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. My name is Rick, and you can be like me. Just by calling 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. USA News Update. Tropical storm Ophelia made landfall near a North Carolina barrier island, bringing rain, damaging winds, and dangerous surges this morning. Ophelia is expected to sweep along the mid-Atlantic coast to New Jersey on Sunday. At 7.44 p.m. Saturday night, the National Hurricane Center said that Ophelia had slowed to become a tropical depression, and all storm surge and tropical storm warnings had been discontinued. Kim Kardashian is channeling her inner scream queen. Kim Kardashian getting positive reviews for her acting debut in American horror story, Delicate. The latest season of the horror anthology premiered Wednesday night, starring Emma Roberts and Cara Delevingne alongside Kardashian. So far, public response to the show has been positive, with many reviews praising Kardashian's performance. I'm Corey Mon- I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I need to do my taxes. Are there any self-help options online? Doing taxes yourself? IRS.gov has many self-service tax tools, and they're all just a click away. Prepare and file your taxes online using FreeFile. Use our calculator to estimate your tax withholding. Order a tax transcript. Apply for an employer identification number. Check your refund status, too. IRS.gov, your 24-7 federal tax resource. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. What worries me about Grush is that 
He can't tell you anything in public. He says he can speak in a classified briefing, maybe a skiff, I don't know. But when's that going to happen, if ever? Yeah, well, that's part of my problem, too. He does seem to have a good resume. He's not, as far near as I can tell, really a direct participant to all of this. He's saying he's seen or talked to people who have seen stuff, but he himself has, what, seen a few photographs and things like this, heard stories. So he's, in a way, sort of, I mean, it's hearsay. <laughs> this is all more talk. And I think we do have the proof. I mean, I do think Roswell happened. Somewhere out there is the Roswell craft and the bodies, and it's not just Roswell. So sooner or later, someone's going to come forward who's much closer to what's going on. And we'll see how this rolls out. But I don't know. It feels very controlled. I wonder if it's sanctioned to a degree. Like, we want you to go on the front line, put your story out. We'll control the narrative. I don't know. That's pure you know, speculation. But I worry about it because there's so much misinformation and disinformation surrounding this field. We know there's a cover-up. There's no doubt about that. It's demonstrable. So I just feel like this is so tightly controlled that if he was a true, honest to God whistleblower and had very sensitive information, they'd just off him. He wouldn't be talking. Yes, but if you off them, you draw attention to them, you make them a martyr. You know, if Grush were off tomorrow, they got rid of him. Well, he must have known something. Of course, they can also put up someone like a Grush, feed him fake information, and just let him roll with it. Yeah, I think this is one of the reasons why there are a lot of whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork, because to prosecute them or go after them in any way is going to draw attention, is going to lend legitimacy to their testimonies. We're at a point where we're saturated with information. This, I think, is the driving force behind disclosure. If our governments or who's ever behind this cover-up doesn't start taking steps to disclose, they're going to look irrelevant, not credible, like idiots. And they're already at that point. Everyone within the UFO community is kind of rolling their eyes at these recent NASA statements because it's just, like I said, it's disingenuous. Pick up a UFO book for Pete's sake. You can get more information from Timothy Good's book, Above Top Secret, than any of these NASA guys. Yes, but who believes the government anymore? We have a country now, talking specifically about the U.S. here, a country where nearly half the people do not believe the current president of the United States was lawfully elected to that position. If they believe that and the government tomorrow said, okay, we have evidence that E.T. is here, UAPs have an off-world origin, a lot of people are going to say, ah, sure, right on. <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so, because if you've lied for 80 years, who's to say you're not lying now? It's almost too late. I don't think we should be looking to them for answers. Almost everything we know, truly, about the UFO phenomena and E.T. contact doesn't come from government, doesn't come from pundits on TV or scientists who profess to know about this subject without ever having investigated it. It's coming from one source only, and that's the people who've had contact, the contactees. So I don't think we should be looking to our government for answers. It just makes me, it, it, it makes me think, why the, 
why the cover-up in the first place? Now, of course, oh, people have always said, you know, you go back to the uh, uh, 1950s and 60s, that the reason for the cover-up is because uh, people would be would panic and there would be, uh, what, what was it, the uh, War of the Worlds type of episodes, you know, where people would be uh, out with their shotguns shooting at water towers. But do you think that that's something that would go on today? I mean, face it, all of us have grown up with the idea of people from other planets. You know, Saturday morning cartoons, you know, there was uh, tons of uh, uh, friendly little aliens uh, uh, interacting with the, uh, with the main characters. So why keep up the charade? I mean, what's, what's the point yeah, I wish I could say with more authority. This isn't really my area of expertise, though I certainly try to keep up with what's going on. Ultimately, I really think it comes down to greed, money, power. If we do have this technology, the craft, uh, and I think we do, I think they're just trying to retain control of it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's a poor decision. I think they're handling it the wrong way. So at some point, I do think that it would benefit everyone involved to just tell the truth. It's not hard. But they haven't done it. They're not doing it. So I don't think they're going to be doing it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the U.S. is ever going to be fully truthful or transparent with this subject unless this whole thing busts wide open from another source. If ETs came down and made it absolutely unmistakable, well, there, game game over. Or another country, perhaps. But, yeah, they've painted themselves into a corner at this point. This is a policy they've adopted from the beginning, and they are still doing it. So I think there's a lot of reasons behind why this is still being covered up. What bothers me, though, is why no other country has come forth with information. I would think some of the so-called rogue countries, Russia, North Korea, Iran, they come out and say, look what we know, because I can't believe only one country has proof here. Yeah, well, it could very well be that they're all working together at the highest levels. There is a worldwide cover-up. We do know this from you know, England, France, Canada, they all have accounts of UFO crashes, certainly not just in the United States, Russia, of course, as well. So I don't know. No, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I do, can say absolutely that I'm disappointed with how this is being rolled out. Uh, I mean, the what was it, three years ago, we started having congressional hearings with the Tic Tac coming out and all the, the gimbal footage and all the stuff and Moultrie and Daly, the head guys of defense, were under oath lying throughout the entire hearing. They were asked flat out, have we ever shot at these objects? Both instantly said no. Hmm. Well, that's not true. <laughs> and we can prove this. There are documents talking all about the Battle of L.A., where we shot 1,400 rounds of ammunition at an unidentified object, which is remains unidentified. I mean, there's a photograph of it on the cover of the LA Times. This object with searchlights converged on it. Yes, we've shot at them. 
was shot at throughout the 1950s. And they were asked again about the Malmstrom incident in 1967, which, and anyone who's been in this field for any length of time knows that in 1967, UFOs hovered over Malmstrom Air Force Base and shut off our ICBMs, our nuclear-tipped missiles. They said, we have no reporting on that. Really? So you're the head of the Defense Department, and this is our nuclear missile base, and you don't even know about this? Really? I don't believe you for one second. Well, certainly our pop culture certainly paints the picture. Shoot first, ask questions later. Look, for example, at the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, which influenced a lot of the flying saucer culture of the 50s, especially contactees. What happens when E.T. lands and this entity wearing this silvery suit comes out? As soon as he puts his hand inside his uniform, someone shoots him. So look at that. we got more to come. And the book, by the way, from Preston Dennett, it's called Humanoids and High Strangeness. We're going to get into that. I'm Gene. He's Tim Swartz. You're in the Pedicast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. 
and I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. This is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The other example I'm going to give, by the way, Preston Dennett, is the movie Earth versus the Flying Saucers, where we know E.T. came here to take over. But we shot at them in that film before they did anything except show up. So that's part of the picture here. But when we say, of course, like in the book, shoot them down, that we fired at UFOs, who'd have a doubt? Even if we didn't deliberately intend to do it, with the paranoia, especially during the early days of the Cold War, if you were in the military, want or feel the urge to shoot at something strange... These things happen. Just be lucky the ET didn't shoot back. Exactly. Yeah, I love that book, Frank Ficino. That's required reading for anyone who wants to understand what's going on. Because we have reacted very violently, very hostily. And it kind of makes me laugh when you see this ET threat narrative being put forth. When we're the ones who have been violent and reacted badly. If ET wanted to... We would be wiped out in a heartbeat. Of course, that hasn't happened. We're imposing our own cultural morals or views on these guys. We're the ones who kill each other in large numbers. We're the ones who assault each other and lie and steal and treat each other badly. And if you look objectively at the contact experience, that's not how they treat people at all. People are pulled on board and they're healed. 
were given a tour of the craft, shown the engine room, told how it works, taken up to the control room, told how to fly the craft, even allowed to fly the craft. There is a story, by the way, that before King Charles was king when he was a prince, and I know I sent the copy of the information to Tim, that he flew a flying saucer back way back when. Really? I have not heard that. King Charles piloting a UFO. As I said, I don't know whether we can take it seriously or not. I sent it over to Tim to look at. It's a new UFO show, and they investigate the claim that Prince Charles flew a prototype UFO in 1975. Prototype meaning reverse engineered. So who knows what might have happened. I would think, though, that if we had a prototype UFO in 1975, our technology for flying would be much farther advanced than it is now. That's the thing that bothers me about stories of reverse engineering. Where is the evidence of that advanced technology? And where is it demonstrating advanced flight characteristics, advanced propulsion systems? I think with propulsion systems, though, the oil industry wouldn't allow it. Yeah, I think that's one of the causes behind the UFO cover-up. I'm saying, you know, money is a big factor here. And let's face it, we're an oil-based economy. We're making billions of dollars off of it. And just releasing free energy, how are they going to make money off of that? Uh, but, you know, the TR-3B, this is often pointed to by UFO researchers as being an example of reverse engineering. These triangular craft that have been sighted all over the world and apparently do have some of the characteristics we see with UFOs. So I don't know. I don't think we can discount the possibility or even probability that ET technology is being reverse engineered. Most researchers do have cases from whistleblowers pointing towards this. What about electric cars, EVs? Do you think that could be based on any extraterrestrial technology? I mean, it's not free energy, folks, because when you charge your EV, you're still paying for the electricity. It's a fraction of getting a tank of gas, but still you're paying for it. I don't know that I've heard of any good reporting on electric cars being related to extraterrestrial technology in any way. But I do know that the electric car industry was basically quashed for years by the oil industry. So there is another example of money talking before progress. But right now the auto companies are putting in billions and billions of dollars towards EV. We have one company, Tesla, that's selling, what, one and a half or two million cars a year? It's a lot of cars. Yeah, it is. There was the whole self-driving car phenomena, which... I thought it was pretty interesting. I personally don't want a computer driving me around. What if the computer is hacked? Next thing you know, you're driving up to Antarctica or something. <laughs> no. Well, that would be a cold solution. But I think part of the problem there, too, is that autopilot doesn't work yet. It still has bugs. Elon Musk has made promises about the technology. Then there's a crash somewhere. So... Right now, it's not reliable enough. Maybe AI will make it work better. Maybe we'll have a Johnny Cab like they did in the movie Total Recall. Remember Johnny Cab? 
<laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's pretty alarming. Some of the stuff you see, they've got those humanoid robotic uh, being robots. I guess you just call them who basically pass the Turing test, are able to masquerade as humans, and we wouldn't know. And they certainly look like humans. So that does make me wonder how far this has gone behind the scenes. Because if you look into this, particularly with the military, the technology that's in the public arena is far behind what they actually have. So that really makes me wonder about these robotic guys that they're showing us publicly. Or for that matter, the uh, holograms and holographs of these whales coming out of gymnasium floors or flying through the sky and the drones, the drone shows that they were putting on now could easily fool anyone that that's a UFO. Going back to the um, alien-based technology being reversed engineer, I mean, considering the descriptions that have been given to us by some of these witnesses, a lot of them that you've talked to yourself, Preston, it just makes me think that all of this would really, at this point, still be too far ahead of human scientists to be able to really do much with it. I mean, you know, if we did manage to get a hold of a crashed UFO, would we even be able to know what to do with it? It would be like a, a jet plane crashing and Neanderthals getting a hold of it. I mean, they beat on it with rocks and that's about it. And I think that's really where we are at this point, you know, I mean, uh, the, some of the descriptions I've heard, we couldn't even get inside the things if they were uh, still sealed up. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Well, so let, let's use that analogy. A Neanderthal, they can grab a piece of it, and look, they have a advanced little knife now, and they can use it to do things that they've never been able to do before. I think that's kind of like where we are at. So, yeah, we've taken little pieces of it here and there and done amazing things with it. But, yeah, I have the same, you know, I've read that too, that there are some craft we can't even get into. We do open them up. There's nothing in there that we can recognize in terms of a power source. If you talk to the contactees, these craft themselves are, in a sense, partly biological or alive yes. or embodied, driven psychically. I like Grant Cameron's book that he put out, Sky Pilots, because that echoes what D Dolly Safran, who you guys talked to, I believe, last time we were on the show, uh, she was taught how to pilot these craft, and she said the same thing. It's all flown psychically. Their technology is very much consciousness-based. So our abilities to reverse engineer it are very limited. You know, when you talk about living UFOs or partly living UFOs, I think of the TV series, TV series of maybe 20 years ago called Farscape. Remember Farscape? Uh, it, I remember ben the name. Browder and Claudia Black were in it. It was about this astronaut who gets caught in a wormhole and he's on the other side of the galaxy. And they meet advanced creatures, they meet a civilization that also has living spaceships. They're living intelligence creatures that you can communicate with. It's wow, fascinating. No, I... It's worth watching. It's got to be on Amazon or somewhere. 
where you can watch it, Farscape. It had like four seasons, and then it ended on a cliffhanger, and then they had like a quick miniseries to wrap it all up. And I recommend it. It's using Jim Henson puppets for some of the creatures, but nothing is perfect. Preston Dennett, maybe he's perfect. Tim Swartz, Gene Steinberg, you're in The Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We'll get more into reverse engineering as we go along, but we've got this new book from Preston Dennett, Humanoids and High Strangeness, 20 True UFO Encounters. Preston, how did you look to find the cases you put together for this book? Yeah, well, really, there's no shortage of cases. I've talked to hundreds of people, and there's a lot of accounts I've always got more stories than I can use for any book. Um, people contact me through a variety of ways. They might hear me on you know, a podcast like yours, contact me that way, or read one of my books or see me on TV. I was not too long ago on Ancient Aliens and The Unexplained and other shows. Or I get some through just family referrals. 
so people contact me a number of different ways. And the stories that are in this book, it's all got the theme of, of course, humanoids. Each chapter focuses on a first-hand case of people who've met humanoids of some kind. And I really wanted to embrace the entire contact experience, which is deeply connected, integrally connected to the paranormal and high strangeness of all kinds. And I think that often gets edited out of the folks who are very nuts and bolts and want to just try to prove this phenomena. I think we're past that. I think we have enough evidence to prove that this is real. And it's time to really embrace the whole phenomena in its totality. So that's what I'm trying to do. Show people how many different types of humanoids there are. And cases from all over the world. I'm pretty excited about that. So I've got cases from Canada, uh, South America. There's a case in, let's see, Peru and Argentina. Uh, a case in England, France, Germany, and so forth. So I think that's important. And, uh, yeah, just let people know that this is far more common than most people realize. And I wanted to pick cases that are particularly credible, multiple witness cases or cases that have some sort of evidence to support them or unique in some way, have something to contribute to our understanding of the phenomena or really show what it's like to have ET contact in some way. Tim? With all these cases that you have in this book, and and there's some really fascinating cases on here, um, I suppose the thing that always stands out to me about a lot of them is the different kinds of beings that are seen. Uh, you know, there there are some similarities in a lot of these cases, but there are some major differences as well. I mean, you know, what do you think the reason for that is? Yeah, that's one of the things I really wanted to dig into. And what I find super interesting is when we're talking about people seeing or having direct contact with extraterrestrials, it does always seem to be humanoids, your basic bipedal humanoid form, two arms, two legs, a head, eyes, nose, mouth, and so forth. That, I think, has profound implications. But there is a huge variety. It's not just greys, which are so get so much attention. I've got cases that involve greys of all types, certainly, but human-looking ETs, little blue beings, praying mantis. I mean, there's one case involving a short little hairy dwarf, another involving perhaps not an ET at all. The gentleman swears up and down that he saw something more akin to an elf or a gnome, a crypto-terrestrial, if you will, because there was no UFO involved. So there's a lot more to this. A lot of stuff gets put under the UFO umbrella that might not belong there. But yeah, huge variety of humanoids. And I'll lump into that, you know, angelic sightings, demonic sightings, Bigfoot sightings, uh, ghost sightings, because that seems to be part of this phenomena. It's a rare contactee that doesn't have, say, past life recall or astral projection or precognition or channeling or 
psychic reading, seeing shadow people, mediumship, healing. Healing is definitely a big part of this. So this is all connected in some way that I think we need to take a deeper look at. It always makes me think about um, Travis Walton when he talks about the time that he spent inside uh, the craft. And, you know, he was first greeted by the uh, little uh, blue guys. And he didn't react so well to them. And they went away to be replaced by uh, humanoids. And he speculated that these might be the same things, just shape-shifted or used the glamour <laughs> on him to make him see something that was more comfortable to him, to calm him down. Uh, in the cases that you've researched, I mean, have you found similar types of situations? Well, certainly there are cases involving what we would call screen memories. And I would point to little children who have art grays coming into the room, but they're perhaps dressed up as clowns or appearing as teddy bears or owls or, I mean, all manner. I've heard a gamut of what I would call screen memories, superheroes, Barbie dolls, this sort of thing. But I think we have enough reports of grays stretching back decades coming from all over the world, from people who don't know each other and are very consistent in their description, that we can say that people are seeing greys. And, for that matter, the other types that I mentioned, humanoids, human-looking ETs, I would hesitate to say that these are all one type or another. I think, actually, in a way, it's a misnomer to call them different species, because if you listen to the the contactees who are asking about this, they're being told the same message, which is that we all share a common heritage. That the greys are, in essence, human, sharing our genetics, but just dialing out a little differently or perhaps suffering from genetic damage of some kind. And that would make sense, certainly because we do have reports of hybridizing and half-human, half-grey babies and this sort of thing, uh, I do think our relationship to them is probably much closer than we realize. And if there truly are human-looking ETs out there that look just like us, and I think there are, that does raise serious implications about human origins and our relationship to these guys. You know, where do we come from if there are human-looking ETs flying around in UFO craft coming from presumably other planets. Uh, and I think probably that's where they are coming from. I know there's theories floating around that this is an interdimensional phenomenon wearing different masks and masquerading as this or that, Bigfoot, ghosts, what have you. Uh, I don't find the evidence for that compelling. I think if you look at the totality of the evidence, it speaks very strongly towards this being extraterrestrials biological beings, people like us, a little different, certainly, but from a, certainly not from Earth. The question I always have about this, though, when people describe these creatures and their experiences, are they telling something that really happened 
Are they interpreting something strange in a way they do understand? Or are they being manipulated by whatever forces involved out there to see this? They see humanoids because that's the popular culture with the gray aliens and things. I mean, even the creature when the helmet was taken off in Earth versus the Flying Saucers, the creature inside looked like a gray alien, if you recall the film. And that goes back to, what, 1956? So is that tradition real? A cultural influence? What is it? We'll ask more about this with Preston. Gene and Tim, you're in the Pentecast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. 
I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So Preston, what do you think? Are they seeing what's really there? Are they interpreting something? Are they being manipulated? How do we know? Well, it's a great question because I think there is good evidence that a person's belief system does influence their perception. And we can see this throughout history. Shoot, I've interviewed people who were certain they saw a demonic being. And as they describe what they saw, it's clearly a gray. So that is absolutely undeniable that our beliefs are playing a certain role here. And I think that's true culturally going back throughout history. However, it's hard for me to walk away from the extraterrestrial explanation because I think we've got a pretty good handle on the fact that we ourselves are biological beings living on a planet in a universe that's filled with stars and other planets. And it's almost inescapable that there's got to be other people out there. I mean, this is a big universe. It makes perfect sense that there would be extraterrestrials. And when you have so many people reporting these metallic craft with portholes coming down and landing, burning the ground at 3,000 degrees and glassifying the sand and leaving pod marks and swirled grass. And people are not in their rooms when they're taken on board. Their families are looking for them. So this isn't a mental phenomena. It's physically happening. I mean, we know this because people are coming away from their experiences healed or and sometimes injured. I think that that's much less common, but it does happen. And for that matter, there's the implant evidence. How would you explain that? And ultimately, I think if we can ever get our hands on these crashed UFOs and alien bodies, well, all bets are off. We know what it is because there's the craft. What more do you need? If you can't figure out what metal this is and how these craft fly, well, that's one thing. But they're clearly metallic. They're clearly craft. It's hard to walk away from at least some of these being extraterrestrials. I'm not going to say all, because I do think that there are what we would call supernatural beings of various types out there. I looked into the whole fairy lore of Ireland and Iceland and all of that. After having interviewed one gentleman who swears up and down, he saw an elf. I was shocked to find out there are a lot of modern cases of this. In fact, after I put this book out, I've been contacted by about a dozen people who claim this same sort of experience. So perhaps not all of these are extraterrestrials, but it's hard for me to leave 
that theory behind. It best explains the totality of the evidence, hands down. Of all the cases that have happened, how did you come to pick these ones? Well, these are the ones that, you know, I have worked on most recently. These are the ones that I think are the most credible. Several have multiple witnesses or physical evidence. And like I said, I think they have something to say about who the ETs are, where they come from, their agenda on our planet, what it's like to have ET contact. I would point to one case, which I find super compelling because it does have multiple witnesses. A mother and son shared an encounter. This is in Ohio. And he was seven years old. Well, his name is Richard. And he was taken on board with his mother, Ines. And after this encounter, which they did recall under hypnosis, uh, I normally don't rely on hypnosis for most of the cases in my books because it is controversial. Though she had gone to a hypnotist to quit smoking and brought her son along because he was having insomnia, which he had suffered since age seven. So he was about 20 or so when he went to this hypnotist. And they both recalled being taken on board a craft. And afterwards, his mother, Ines, says, you know, it's strange because at age seven, I had an encounter. And of course, Richard grew up, had children. And his daughter was seven years old when she came running up and pointed to the TV, which had a representation of a gray ET on the screen, and said, Daddy, Daddy, that's what's coming into my room and poking my nose. She was at that time suffering from unexplained severe nosebleeds. And even more interesting, she, of course, grew up recently, well, not so recently, but you know, has children. It's recently her child turned seven. And sure enough, same thing. She started complaining about the monkey man outside her window, the bald monkey man who came into her room and stood by her bed. She's seven years old. So this is four generations of people who've had contact with apparently the same beings at age seven. I find that really compelling, and it shows how this is a generational phenomenon. I have a quick question that occurs to me with the seven-year-old. Did the seven-year-old know of its parents' experiences before reporting this? No, none of them knew. This was something Ines kept quiet about to her son. Richard kept quiet about to his daughter right down the line. No, they did not know. This was not something that was freely discussed among them. They kept quiet about it, as often does happen. That's, in fact, usually when someone contacts me, first words are out of their mouth is, I haven't told anyone about this, not even within my family. And they will say some caveat of, you know, I don't have mental illness in my family. I've got a good job. I'm well-educated. I don't do drugs. These sort of things. Very emotional at times. Quite reserved about sharing their story because they don't want to be ridiculed. They don't want to be disbelieved. This keeps most people from telling their story at all. It's a lot more common than people realize. There was a quote years ago that I heard from J. Allen Hynek. It was quoted as saying that one in 40 people have been taken on board a craft. That was back in the late 1980s when I heard that. That's what really got me to start asking everyone I knew. I didn't have to ask 50 people. These were people within my own circle of family, friends, and coworkers. And it wasn't long after that, 1991, the Roper Organization, a polling organization, conducted a survey of thousands of people with hidden questions in them to determine if they might be contactees. And they basically found one in 50 people show the markers 
of being a UFO contactee. When you say markers, Preston, what do you mean? A very low-level UFO sighting with missing time, unexplained marks on the body, seeing balls of light, insomnia, unexplained nosebleeds, unexplained healings or injuries, uh, dreams about UFOs, all the questions we as UFO researchers ask a person to determine if they are having contact. Right, but when you say 1 in 50 or 1 in 40, we're talking of what, tens of millions of people around the world have had some kind of contact experience. That would mean that basically ETs up all over the place there. You know, there are more ETs out there than airplanes. Exactly. Well, I would point to MUFON and NUFORC. MUFON being the Mutual UFO Network, NUFORC the National UFO Reporting Center. If you look at their databases, they receive 10, 20 reports daily. Most people, one in a hundred, and I'm being generous, have reported their case to MUFON or NUFORC or called the police or reported it in any official capacity. The vast majority of people keep silent. So let's say it's one in 10 reported, just to be nice. You could times the 20 reports that MUFON or NUFORC gets by 10. That would be 200 daily. The book from Preston Dennett, Humanoids and High Strangeness. I'm Gene, he's Tim. You're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. USA News update. Tropical storm Ophelia is barreling across eastern North Carolina, packing top sustained winds of 45 miles an hour and bringing high gusts, coastal flooding, and life-threatening rip currents northward into New Jersey over the weekend. Forecasters predict 3 to 5 inches of rainfall across parts of eastern North Carolina and southeast Virginia Saturday night into Sunday morning. The White House is calling on Congress to avoid a governmental shutdown by passing funding legislation. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre is urging House Republicans to honor the bipartisan agreement negotiated by Speaker McCarthy and President Biden. Congress must pass a funding bill by the end of this month to avoid a shutdown. And a capsule carrying rocky material from the surface of an asteroid is set to land tomorrow morning in the Utah desert. NASA says the robotic spacecraft OSIRIS-REx is on course for a fiery plunge through the atmosphere and a landing by parachute. The return of the sample taken three years ago from the asteroid Bennu will be the first for NASA. Skip Kelly, USA News. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. 
And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Tracy Torme, screenwriter-producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I'll tell you something here. I am amongst the 49 or 39 people who have not had any such encounters. Let's put it there. I am either lucky or unlucky. So which group are you in, Preston? Have you had this kind of close encounter? (laughs) I hadn't until I started researching this. Turns out that is a thing. You start going out there, tromping through the fields and associating with a lot of contactees. That does increase your chances. Yeah, I did have contact. And I think pretty direct. It was in 1991, late July. I was driving home from my brother's house, Mark, who had seen a UFO, who did have an unexplained object in his arm, who did marry a lady who had humanoid sightings as a young girl. So it's it's within my family. But at any rate, I'm driving home from their house in Woodland Hills late at night and had just left their house on my way to my condominium complex, just, I don't know, five miles away. This is in Southern California. And this little, well, I first thought it was a bird swooping towards my car, but looking up, I could instantly see it wasn't. It was glowing. And it was round. I thought, well, maybe this is a firecracker because, you know, it's late July and people were still shooting out fireworks. Uh, but it wasn't. This little ball of light, about the size of a golf ball, dropped down from about, when I first saw it, it was at least two, 300 feet up to the right, came swooping down on a parabola. Darn thing, <laughs> stops right in front of my windshield, over the hood of my car. It's about a foot away. 
Now, of course, I'm stopped. I'm gripping my steering wheel thinking, could this be a reflection? Even though it's clearly not, because I've, I mean, it's so close. There's no doubt this is something. And it went back and forth two or three times, stopped again right in front of me to the point where, okay, this is intelligent, whatever this is, or intelligently controlled. And it swooped forward, kind of dipped down, almost scraped the asphalt, went straight up through the canopy of trees. And the last thing I remember was just ripping my steering wheel and watching this thing disappear. And that's it. And I always told people, well, that's my sighting, until I realized, you know what, I don't remember driving home. And in fact, I forgot the whole darn incident. It was completely wiped from my mind for about some months, less than a year. But at some point, I remembered that just spontaneously popped into my head. So now I know what it's like when contactees say, well, I had a UFO land in front of me on the highway, but none of us talked about it. In fact, we completely forgot about it. I would always just look, how could you possibly forget something like this? Well, no, I know, because it happened to me. I do believe I had missing time. What spurred you to remember the uh, what happened? You know, I don't know. It just popped into my head one day. Hmm. I haven't talked to a lot of people. There often is a cue. They'll see something like a, you know, a bald mannequin and remember seeing grays or see a bright light in the sky or what have you. Uh, there's a very famous case of a lady who was watching <laughs> Escape to Witch Mountain. And there's a scene in there where the RV starts floating up into the air. Well, she instantly remembered her trip to her mom's house where the car started floating up with her sisters in it. And that's how she recalled you know, her missing time encounter. Well, she remembered having missing time, but this is what I would call a cue. One gentleman I interviewed just walked into a bookstore, saw Ed Ruppelt's book, UFO. And that's when he remembered seeing a UFO at a drive-in theater. So this, yeah, it's not uncommon that there's some sort of cue or if people might not remember at all. I mean, Bud Hopkins had a case there where he hypnotized somebody, Michael Burchad was his name, who had no real clue other than a deep phobia or anxiety of a certain stretch of highway. So it's entirely possible that Eugene <laughs> have had encounters but it's just floating under the radar there. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things about me. When I was between 8 and 10 years old, I had these recurring dreams of this large, dark object racing towards me, and I'd wake up in a cold sweat. This went on for a year or two, and then it was gone. Then around that time, I would smell the infamous burnt sulfur odor, around my neighborhood. Maybe it was sinuses. I have no idea. Then it was gone around the same time. On the other hand, I have very serious qualms about hypnotic regression and about the accuracy. I think the evidence is not quite there about how good it is in limited circumstances, such as giving somebody a hypnotic suggestion to modify their behavior or for entertainment purposes. It might have value. But remembering what happened last week or last year or when you were a child, I don't know. Yeah, well, I agree that in the wrong hands can be easily abused. There's many studies that show this, but there's an equal number of studies that show it to be a valid tool. And the fact is, 
accounts we called under hypnosis match very closely what people recall consciously. And these are people who are not aware of these other reports. Often people who have these experiences do not read UFO books. Stay away from anything related to this subject because it scares them. And then they start recalling all these things, all these details that UFO researchers know very well, like what the inside of a UFO looks like, and not just the round room and the indirect lighting and clean surfaces and things like this, but other little details like the table or the chair or the tools or the clothes worn by the ETs or what they say. I mean, there's a lot of little details that are very consistent in these reports. And I would mention there was a show called Mythbusters. Don't know if you remember that show, but they would test various theories and either debunk them or confirm them. And they decided to tackle regressive hypnosis and staged an incident for their staff where a gentleman came running into the office and created a scene. And afterwards, they said, okay, this was actually a setup. <laughs> I want all of you, there was, I think, three or four people who were the control group, um, asked them all to write down exactly what happened. Who came in, what color his hair was, his clothes, did he have tattoos, what color was his eyes, and so forth. And they wrote down everything they could remember. And mind you, this is immediately after the incident. Then they went under regressive hypnosis, and darned if it didn't work, they were able to get almost twice the detail. Little tiny things, you know, the tattoos and other stuff that they could not remember. And there's other cases. I mean, the Chowchilla kidnapping is a good example. The witness could not remember the license plate consciously, but under hypnosis did. And it led to the, them finding those kids. So it does work, but it also, you know, I will say that there are many studies which have shown it to create false memories. So I think you have to be very careful, and it should be done only by a person who's experienced and not going to lead the witness. I would think also that in choosing whether to undergo this kind of treatment or therapy, if you were, for example, to go to someone who specializes in UFO abductions, by the act of going there you're prejudging what you might have experienced. Yeah, yeah, I think it's an absolute danger. That's why I like the case I cited, because they weren't going there for that. They were going to overcome insomnia and quit smoking. So that was the last thing they expected to recall. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. This is something that I think we have to be very careful with. And if you talk to the you, you know, a lot of UFO researchers... They're perfectly aware of this. I've talked extensively with people like Yvonne Smith and Barbara Lamb, and I did talk with Bud Hopkins about it as well prior to his passing. I absolutely do think that it does work. However, personally, because people often ask me, you know, should I go under hypnosis? I don't recommend it unless a person is having severe anxiety to the point where it's affecting their daily life. We've got plenty to talk about with Preston. With Gene and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Donald Trump warned America. The U.S. dollar is under attack, and it's becoming less and less valuable by the day. Hyperinflation and speculation is killing your retirement. Don't leave your money sitting in cash. It's time you diversified and protected your future with physical precious metals. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000 and get your free digital dollar survival kit and learn how you could get up to $1,000 in free silver today. Call Advantage Gold now at 800-900-8000 to get your free digital dollar survival kit and you may qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Advantage Gold is the number one rated gold and silver company in America. Your future is precious. Protect it today when you call Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. That's 800-900-8000. It's obvious the unthinkable is going to happen soon. With all the distractions in the media, we probably won't see it coming. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. American families are preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. 
This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. I know we've had Kevin Randall on the show talking about the flaws of hypnotic regression. Our guest last week, Dr. Tim Brigham, a clinical psychologist, said except for limited circumstances, he does not recommend it at all. Yeah, and I think if someone is, is, if they're dead set on it, okay, fine. But just bear in mind that there are dangers of false memory syndrome and making up stuff and this going the wrong direction. It could open up a can of worms, too. It's not at all unusual for people to try to explore one incident and then suddenly be taken back to another event in their childhood that they perhaps never were able to explain. And before you go under hypnosis, and I would talk to anyone who's considering this, first, write everything down that you've experienced. Because it's easy to conflate what you remembered through hypnosis with what you consciously remembered. You don't want to confuse the two. Write everything down. It can be very helpful to keep events straight. It's also very therapeutic. And also, I would recommend meditating, because that can be an effective tool. It's very close to hypnosis, but it's not hypnosis because you're not being led. You are just meditating. And for that matter, ask for recall in dreams. And I know there's been a lot of controversy even what dreams are. But I would point to the Betty and Barney Hill case. Betty Hill remembered almost the entirety of her experience in the dream state, later did go under hypnosis, and... Her dream recall was far more extensive than what she recalled under hypnosis. And they were virtually identical in most of the details. So I think dreams alone can be very effective in bringing back memories. And we know this because this works in other fields, such as war trauma victims or victims of child abuse or anyone who has repressed memories due to trauma. So, yeah, I think that that is what I would recommend. But I support hypnosis. I think it works, but only in the right hands. What about your own experience? Have you tried to uh, delve a little deeper into uh, what happened with you? <laughs> um, I have, uh, I, and I have remembered some stuff through dreams. I have not gone under hypnosis. I'm kind of just want to wait till it c comes back to me. And uh, at this point, I'm not sure that it really has. I've had a number of very close up sightings. I did have a sighting where there was absolute telepathic message that came at me very loud and clear from presumably the ETs. So, yeah, a good number of sightings actually, which were quite close. But no, I have not gone under hypnosis to explore that missing time incident. For the reasons you state, I'm a, a little wary of it. Okay. <laughs> I got to hear about the, that, uh, that experience where uh, you said that you had uh, a possible telepathic uh, back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Did you care to share that one? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it knocked me over. I can tell you that because I had never experienced anything like that. That was around 1994 or so, and I had interviewed this lady, who I'll call Wendy. She's a contactee, 
was having major encounters. She was probably my biggest case to, to date in terms of someone who's being taken on board, having hybrid babies. Uh, she had a healing. She was healed of a cyst in her fallopian tubes. It was a really remarkable case. But there was one incident she described that kind of made me scratch my head, where she said, Grace surrounded her bed. She jumped up and kicked one in the neck. Its neck snapped. She thinks she may have killed it. It did stop the experience. The other greys there scooped up their fawn comrade, disappeared through the wall as they do, and she felt bad afterwards, even though she was not happy with her encounters at that point. And I thought to myself, huh, no, I've not heard of this. The only thing that was remotely similar was Travis Walton reaching out and slugging one of these guys. So I'm thinking to myself, is this lady telling the truth? I think she is. She's very sincere. She's showing all the markers. You know, she's absolutely honest person. Had corroborating witnesses, references, and so forth. But it was a lot to wrap my head around. And as I'm transcribing that particular segment, because I record all my interviews, I leaned back in my chair and got this overwhelming impulse to run out under the roof of my condominium complex in Canoga Park, Southern California, and it just, I could not resist the impulse. And before I knew it, I was, I grabbed my glasses, which I use for driving. I don't need them legally, but for whatever reason, I grabbed them, ran out, I was on the third story, so it's just one flight of stairs up to the roof, which is off limits. I don't go up there. I'm a good boy. Uh, but I did. I broke the rules and went onto the roof of the condo. I have to tell you, I wasn't up there more than 10 or 20 seconds when a classic UFO appeared. It was to the north, 200 feet away, maybe 300. There's a tiny little parking lot of two spaces wide, the L.A. River there, and the street across the way. And right over the apartment building was this bright orange-white oval light, kind of fiery pretty big, I would say 20 feet across, and maybe tops uh, 100 feet up, 50 feet up. I mean, it was right over the apartment building. And as soon as it appeared, it blasted me with this, honest to God, this telepathic message that wasn't in English so much, or words even, but it was clear enough. I got the message loud and clear. And it said, hi, we're Wendy's ETs. It's us. We're real. You don't believe? Well, watch this. And this darn thing, which had been hovering in kind of a wavering way, darted to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, started getting lower and lower, crisscrossed about 10 or 20 times, and winked out. So, yeah, that was the message I got. It was clear to me that they had come to affirm Wendy's story that she was for real, that they were for real. And yeah, I got the message. I called her up uh, and said, you're not going to believe what happened. She probably knew why you were calling, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, I'd like, you're not, you know, this happened. They said you're for real. I'd really like to see a UFO, you know, closer. She's like, well, you just saw one. I said, well, yeah, but I wasn't ready. She says, because she said she was in mental contact with them. 
I said, if you're truly in mental contact with them, can you calm them down? She says, well, I can try. And she called me up a week or two later and said, okay, they agreed to, to give you another display. And even then, I'm thinking, yeah, sure, because I've done this before. I've gone out with contactees, and of course, nothing ever shows up. But I went out with her, my sister-in-law, and my nephew, who was, gosh, must have been about 13, 14 years old. And all four of us parked off the 210 freeway in Pasadena near La Tuna Canyon. It's a fairly remote area, but it's a freeway. So there's this is at night, 9 o'clock or so. And we're, we parked right on the freeway, right off the freeway, which is not really legal. But this is where Wendy said they, they would appear. And there was this little fire break, a dirt road, going up this fairly large hill. Not quite a mountain, but certainly bigger than a small hill. It was a good 20, 30-minute hike up to the top of it. And my nephew, James, and my sister-in-law, Christy, had fallen behind. So it was just me and Wendy. We reached the top, and we're trying to catch our breath and orient ourselves. Because she says, well, this is where they said they would appear. And she screams. She's looking over my shoulder. She grabs me by the shoulders and spins me around. And about 50 feet away is this enormous golden sphere, about the size of a house. It's maybe 20 feet off the ground. It's beautiful. I mean, this thing was exquisite. It was covered with golden lights. I can't say I saw metallic surface or anything, but definitely a perfect sphere. Silent. Not a natural phenomenon by any means. And we just stared at it absolutely in awe. Now, I did have a camera, but did I couldn't take my eyes off the darn thing. <laughs> I completely forgot about the camera. I was that awestruck. And it stayed there for about 20 seconds, started to move very slowly, drifting away, then a little bit faster, 10 miles an hour, and then zip. It zipped away about two or three miles around the mountain, so fast it left a tracer. Hey, we've got to trace more stuff here. With Preston, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. 
Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Preston Dennett telling us about a very interesting, striking, personal UFO encounter. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so this thing disappeared, left a tracer of light. It moved so fast. We were both breathless. We kind of just looked at each other. I'm like, did you see that? She's like, yeah. I'd say the whole incident lasted maybe 30 seconds, possibly a minute. But we were speechless when Christy and James walked up and saw us just wide-eyed and we told him what happened and we stayed there longer nothing really showed up but that is hands down probably my best sighting to date i've had a number of them over the years it's become clear to me the grays or the ets do know about me i've gotten some real clear indications of that but that was absolutely a tremendous sighting with all these ufos reportedly interfering with our affairs locally where they're contacting people they're flying all over the place i mean if they had something in mind they could accomplish it easily if they really wanted us to advance as a civilization they could do something but they don't you hear them proclaiming peace and love but you talk to the people in ukraine Hundreds of thousands of people are dead now. Many more are injured. I don't see any real help. We have natural disasters across the planet. Thousands dead in Morocco due to an earthquake. Flooding. People dying. E.T. does nothing. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that's a fair statement. Because they are intervening. They have a message for people, and they've been repeating it from day one. Whether it's the greys or human-looking or mantids or what have you, the message has been the same. One is, don't be afraid. We're not here to hurt you. No harm will come to you. You're fine. This is where a lot of people flip out. They end up having missing time. They don't like it. They go through all the trauma. But some get past that immediately or perhaps after a few encounters. And they start getting the real messages, which have always been very consistent. Stop messing around with nuclear weapons. You're in danger of extinguishing yourself. You're polluting your planet. The greed and corruption you're putting out is leading you towards a path of destruction. Stop your warlike ways. 
stop chopping down the forests, stop the pollution. This has been a very consistent message. But they don't seem to be able to enforce it. Well, it's not their job. And in fact, there's a lady, we're, we're making our own bed. As every parent knows, you can't tie your shoes for your children. They will never learn. They have to learn. They have to do, solve their own problems. And that's the message contactees are getting. I interviewed a couple who was, they, didn't, they weren't abducted. Most of the people I talked to don't like that word. They were invited on board, they said, and uh, saw kind of hybrid-looking beings, very much human-like, but did have dark eyes, very pale skin, and bald heads. And he was healed of carpal tunnel syndrome and a bad knee. And she asked them, why don't you just come down? You know, you could do a better job than our governments are doing. And they said, we can't do that. We are helping those who help others. And I started getting a lot of cases like that, people getting that message. And when some one lady told me she was healed by graze of a back problem, she contacted me from Norway, heard about my research into UFO healing cases, and wanted to share her story. And her experience was a one-off, which is very unusual because usually this starts early in childhood. And I was curious as to why her, you know, why is she being helped? Why is she being contacted? And I dug deep questioning her. And finally, I asked her what she does for a living. And that's when I had an aha moment. She said, well, please don't use my name. I'm a retired artist, but I'm very active in my community doing animal and human rights. That rang a bell for me because I just interviewed Michael Carter, who works against racism. He was healed. And I thought of John Hunter Gray, He's a social worker, and he had a healing as well. I started looking at other cases of people who got contact, like Betty and Barney Hill were social workers. Point of order here, Barney Hill was a postal worker, though I suppose you could say delivering the mail is some kind of social service. I got a lot of cases involving nurses and doctors. There was a case of an inventor who was healed, police officers, People who are doing good work for humanity in some capacity. And that couple from Sedona absolutely fit that bill. She was an herbal healer in her community in Hawaii. Very effective. And he was a social worker as well. So that is a pattern of contact that isn't super strong, but it's definitely there. And I think points again towards why the ETs are here and what they're doing. They're intervening to the extent they can, but it's up to us to solve our own problem. They've even used the word karma in a number of these cases. When you say what they can, does that mean that they have a moral edict not to interfere beyond speaking or occasionally healing people, not taking overt action? Yes, exactly. To a certain extent. I've got several cases where I mean, people are being healed, so that's overt action. Um, I wrote about this in my book on healing. I've got a chapter of rescues, people who were rescued from car accidents, drownings, assault, floods. I mean, you name it, right down the line, being lost in the wilderness in a snowstorm, being led out by a UFO. Why are they being so selective, though? I mean, there are so many people undergoing pain of various kinds around the world. It makes me want to go to another planet 
real fast because of the way things have deteriorated here. Why do they allow that to happen? If they could heal me, not that they have, nobody's healed me, I'm beyond, <laughs> I'm beyond saving, but they'll heal A, but B, they're not going to heal. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're getting into deep philosophical questions here. You know, why is there suffering on Earth? This is a question that has puzzled philosophers for centuries. Earth is a school. We come here to learn certain lessons. People choose illness from a very high spiritual perspective. This is an idea that's certainly been put forth, that we learn things from the suffering we go through. And they're not about to step in and take away someone's opportunity to learn a difficult lesson that they chose to learn. I don't think that my late brother-in-law, who died in 2014 of pancreatic cancer, wanted to learn that lesson. I can't believe that. Every single one of us is going to die. We're immortal beings. This is another thing that they keep telling us. We have abilities we're only beginning to understand. We do not die. We have the ability to remember all of this, past lives. This keeps coming up. And I'll emphasize it again because it's not getting the attention it deserves. There's a very strong spiritual aspect to UFO encounters. People who have contact often go through a mini enlightenment or certainly a psychic awakening. And every single one of us is going to pass on at some point, take on another form, probably come back until we learn our lessons. And it's not their responsibility to heal every person specifically when they chose to come here to Earth and undergo these lessons. Every one of us, from a high spiritual perspective, this is my belief, you know, I can't prove this, but I've had a lot of astral projection experiences, I've had a lot of psychic events, and this came hand in hand when I started doing UFO research and having my own experiences. And this is what the experiencers are reporting. This is what the ETs are telling them. So this is not speculation. This is coming from first-hand cases. You mentioned uh, karma. And uh, uh, from, from my understanding, you can't come and intervene on somebody's life if they have a karmic debt to pay. I mean, you could maybe, you know, ease them along to, you know, show them the, the, the correct path. But any kind of interference is just going to add on to that debt. We are going to have more with Tim and Gene and Preston. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. <clears throat> okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Again, listeners, Preston Dennett is author of Humanoids and High Strangeness, 20 True UFO Encounters. And Tim was making an observation. Go ahead, please. Before we had to go to our break, I was just saying that uh, there is, if, if you, know, you believe along those lines, and a lot of these cases seem to show this, that there really can't be any intervention if there is karma in play, because that interferes with that, that destiny, so to speak. 
Yeah, well, that's exactly the information that is coming up. I was really surprised to hear that term karma coming out of the ET's mouths, or minds rather, they're usually telepathic. Uh, but that did come up in Wendy's case, actually. She had a car accident in Georgia, which was quite devastating. She nearly died and was un under hypnosis. She did recall being pulled from the scene of the accident into a craft and healed. And the ETs told her that she had died in this accident, that that wasn't supposed to happen. They would heal her, but they couldn't heal all of her injuries because some of these were karmic. But she chose this. And yeah, that word karma does come up periodically. And we do see this as a concept that's cross-cultural, certainly here on Earth. So to hear that it's going beyond Earth is super interesting to me. And maybe karma is a real phenomena, and this would explain why some people don't get the intervention they're seeking. This is something that has puzzled researchers. I talked to Bud Hopkins about healing cases, because he never wrote about them in his half-dozen books that he put out. Not once did he ever mention healing. And I asked him face-to-face, -face, do you have healing cases? And he said, yes, yes, we do. And that it turns up regularly, and he's quite encouraged by them. But he's also puzzled. Some of these contactees do have illnesses that are not being healed. And he doesn't know why. Is this something you could wish for? Be careful what you wish for. You could <laughs> decide in your heart of hearts, I want E.T. to contact me and show me the way. Or heal me from my heart disease, whatever. Add it up. Is that possible for people to do? It does happen. Yeah, it's pretty rare in terms of healing, but making contact, yeah, that's not at all uncommon. In fact, in this latest book, Humanoids and High Strangeness, there's a pilot from Argentina, Hector Sawiak is his name, who in 2015 heard about UFO sightings in his area of San Juan, Argentina, and decided to go out of the city and try to call down a UFO was not successful, but that night went to bed and was woken up in the middle of the night by a voice calling his name, a male voice saying his name over and over. It woke him up. He rushed to the window for some reason, just in time to see a fiery sort of glowing object zip across the sky. Uh, he's a commercial pilot, and he was able to identify this as not being a conventional craft and certainly not a meteor. It's too fast for any plane or helicopter, far too slow to be a meteor or shooting star. So your classic UFO. And it was just a short time later, a couple of weeks, where he was in bed and the room filled with light. And there were two beings standing in his doorway. One was six feet tall, the other five and a half feet. These were sort of human looking, but not human. They did have pale skin. They were wearing uh, blue jumpsuits with red belts, red collars, and uh, red cuffs. And one of them, he, he became very frightened until one of them said, Have no fear. We are not here to hurt you. No harm will come to you. He says at that point, he says he felt a love like never before. That's a direct quote. He says this was a kind of all-encompassing love. That went far beyond anything he's felt before, even with his, his spouse, his child. 
And one of these beings walked right up to him, cradled his head in its arms. He's crying at this point. And this being said, we have come to heal you. Now, Hector wasn't ill. He's very fit, all into sports, has a great diet. So this puzzled him. But this being pulls out this little pill, triangular-shaped, brown in color, and hands it to him and instructs him to eat it, which he did. He said it was quite bitter, but he swallowed it down, passed out, woke up in the morning, wondering if this is all real. But his pillow was soaked with his tears. He could feel the dried tears on his face. And his stomach was very nauseous. But yeah, strange case. He went looking for UFOs. He had an encounter. He has no history of encounters. Didn't really think about UFOs much at all until he heard about sightings in his area. So yeah, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. It just seems pretty peculiar to me that millions of people across this planet are interacting with some sort of alien race and the logistics would be almost impossible. As I said, they'd have to have millions of spaceships running around the globe, mostly undiscovered, engaging in all this stuff. And I wonder if this is all happening in the quantities we talk about. Maybe they are all interacting with some kind of external force or internal force, for that matter, that is causing them to think it's E.T. Yeah, I mean, I understand why people want to try to figure out what's going on here. And is it E.T. or isn't it? I think we have to just take a step back, throw out our beliefs about what this may or may not be or what we think it is, and just look at the facts and let the evidence speak for itself. And the fact is, people all over the world are having these encounters. They're very consistent. People are seeing humanoids. And in case after case, people are not... Well, here's another case in the book. A little boy from France was four years old, had an encounter where he's pulled on board a craft, physically examined, shown a green planet, told it was his home, couldn't see the humanoids very well, but described the interior of the UFO, as we often hear, with rounded walls, it all being formed out of like one piece, like molded together, no seams, no corners, and woke up in the morning, and his mom came into the room and asked him, where were you last night? You were not in your room. I searched the whole house. Where were you? And he told her. And her message to him was interesting because she absolutely believed him, didn't bat an eye, and said, you need to do two things. One, never forget what happened. Two, never talk to this about anyone because they will not believe you. But the point is, where was he? If this is a psychological phenomena, what kind of psychological phenomena can cause a person to disappear? We got a lot more to talk about and a lot of strange mysteries to encounter. Preston Dannett, who's been doing it for a long time and has had a number of experiences. We have Tim Swartz. We have Gene Steinberg. And I can tell you I've had very few experiences. E.T. doesn't like me. You're in the Veracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. That's 800-430-1891. USA News Update. GOP lawmakers working through the weekend in the hopes of avoiding a government shutdown. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told reporters yesterday he's optimistic that sort of a deal will be worked out ahead of the September 30th deadline. Mexico has reached an agreement with the U.S. to help curb the number of migrants crossing the border. A record-breaking 233,000 people crossed the border illegally in August. Embattled Democratic lawmaker Bob Menendez facing competition for his Senate seat already. Congressman Andy Kim challenging Menendez to represent New Jersey in the U.S. Senate. Last week, Menendez was indicted on federal bribery charges and has been called on to resign. Menendez, however, says he will not step down. Corey Myers, USA News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer, and we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case, and they're so good they stake their reputation reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. 
That's 800-509-4492. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Or maybe E.T. knows that they need to stay away when they see me. I'm not denying here, when I ask you these questions, Preston, that people aren't experiencing something. I'm wondering if what they see is what's really there, or again, it's being interpreted in the cultural sense. We live in a world where we think about spaceships, we have limited space programs, we have all the sci-fi, so when something strange happens... That's the way it's presented. Or those responsible presented to them that way because they reach the public more readily. Maybe 500 years ago, it would be leprechauns. Yeah, well, one lady I talked to in Maine had you know, the whole hybrid baby phenomenon going on. Years later, this gray human-looking shows up and says, I'm your son. And I've got a message for you and gave her all this information telling her, like, you need to tell people about us. It's time people know. You need to tell people to stop putting out the greed and negativity that they're putting out or that are going to destroy their planet like we did. They told her if people should start disappearing from this planet, it's being done by us for the universal good. They told her that Hurricane Katrina was nothing compared to what's coming up. I mean, they were giving her all kinds of information. And at one point told her, who you thought were angels was us. So, yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible we'll have a different interpretation in the future. I don't know what it would be. People are pointing towards this being some sort of phenomenon that's putting on different masks. I think that's reaching. I don't see any good evidence to support that theory. What is the mechanics behind it? You know, how would this form? If that's true... Our beliefs should be producing a huge variety of phenomena, not just humanoids. I don't fully understand the resistance to the idea that we're not alone, that there are other people out there, because it seems like a perfectly logical explanation and one that is supported, again, by the evidence itself. So, I mean, that's where I'm at now. This is my assessment. Having talked to a lot of contactees, the vast majority thinks this is aliens, extraterrestrials, people, people like us. Well, going back to um, something that Gene had asked about all of these different events happening, you know, all over the world, possibly millions of people, and how could that be possible? It just always makes me think that uh, with a lot of these cases, and some one-off ones as well, there's often the remark about how we don't understand time that we're not we're not seeing time correctly and that they operate on a completely different level possibly even outside of space time as we think about it and if you if you look at it in that way i could see how it could be possible that these beings have been able to interact with people throughout the centuries and in multiple different occasions and situations because they are not confined to time 
like we are. Yeah, I mean, there's strong indications of that for sure. I have case after case after case of people who are having an encounter. Well, here's a guy who was from, uh, oh gosh, what do you call it? The Midwest. Um, I forget the Ozarks. That's right. And uh, he's a chiropractor. Was out with his family. They're, they were a farm family. A UFO showed up. Everyone's running around looking at it. You know, going into hysterics. It's very close. This is a classic silver saucer. So he runs into the house to get his rifle, not to shoot at this thing, but because it has a scope on it, where he's going to be able to get a real close-up view. Comes outside with his rifles, looks at this object. It's still there, hovering right above a tree. Lifts the scope up to look at it and can't find it. Brings the scope down and looks over at his dad, who's holding a bucket filled with milk, and it's splashing over, but it's frozen in place. His mom is frozen in place. Everybody's frozen. But he's not. I mean, the trees, the leaves are frozen, the birds in the sky. And he turns and looks down his driveway, and this craft has landed on the ground, and there's three greys coming out, walking towards him, and they're not frozen either. So <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on here, other than that he is, as you say, pulled out of the time stream somehow. Because I have case after case of this exact detail, where nothing is moving except the contactee and the ETs as they're being pulled on board a craft. And having talked to Dolly Safran, who you guys talked to previously, she describes this as well. She'll be pulled on board and put right back to just a few minutes after she was taken, but have a two, three, four hour long experience or even longer than that in some instances. So yeah, they're doing things with time that we don't even begin to understand. And for that matter, can take people into the past to watch events or predict the future, certainly, at least to a certain degree. So yeah, uh, time, I don't think we fully understand what it is. I suspect it's a feature of the three-dimensional world that we live in, that it appears sequential, a series of events, whereas from another perspective, it's more like a landscape that they can look down upon. I don't know. This is a forefront of research that is poorly understood and why I think research into this subject is so important. There's a movie out there called Arrival. came out a few years ago where Amy Adams plays a linguist, and you have these advanced beings land here, and ends up that they communicate across time. Yeah. I mean, it's a difficult concept to convey in a movie, but that's the message. Yeah, I saw the movie. I wasn't thrilled the first time I saw it. I thought it was okay. The second time I thought, you know, I actually liked it because I wasn't sure what direction it was going to go in. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty interesting movie. I don't think it's an accurate portrayal of what E.T. Contact is like. Still, well, it's sci-fi. Favorite. What do you expect? I want an accurate movie. It's not that much to ask. I liked Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but that was really just the surface of it. It didn't really get into what it's like to be taken on board. Till this day, I think one of my favorite movies is The UFO Incident, which is the Betty and Barney Hill story, which I understand is being remade. So I'm interested to see how that comes out. Yeah, this subject is not being portrayed accurately, in the movies, 
And for that matter, in a lot of these reality TV shows, it's very fear-based. And I don't think that that's truthful. Yes, it can be scary, but I don't have cases where ETs are purposefully torturing people or they're acting sadistically like we so often do to each other. I had one lady, she asked the ETs flat out, are you here to take over our planet? And this little gray who called himself Sen said no. He kind of laughed and said, no, we have no interest in your planet. You guys are far too violent. Your planet is way too crowded. It's far too polluted. And we have access to many worlds, which, so we have no need of taking over your planet, but we are interested in your genetics. We are interested in how you are emotional beings. And uh, basically along those lines, explained why she was being contacted. But yeah, they said, no, we have no designs to take over. So we would not be worth it. E.T. doesn't want to take us over because we aren't worth the effort. It's not like in the day the Earth stood still where Klaatu says to the Earth scientists, get your acts together, in so many words. Get your acts together, or we'll take you out. They understood so. That's the thing that the contactees influenced by that movie didn't want to mention. They want their ETs to be warm and fuzzy ETs, as opposed to ETs that could enforce their sticks. Tim. Gene Preston, one more segment for our main show. You're in the Pericast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. 
That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach. The dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Preston Dennett is here. He has written a number of fascinating UFO books over the years. Currently, Humanoids and High Strangeness, 20 True UFO Encounters. Now, when we talk of evidence, Preston, obviously we have the anecdotal testimony. People report experiences, as you mentioned in a specific case, someone disappeared for a time. We don't know where they went except their memories of it. Is there physical evidence other than maybe possible implants that are debatable, physical evidence of any of this going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the implant evidence is quite strong in some of these cases. I did have a case involving a lady from Indiana who took her son to the dentist, age 14, and the dentist called her into the office quite concerned and pointed to an x-ray and asked her, what is this object under his tooth? Did he shoot himself in the mouth with a BB gun? Which her son denied, of course, to the dentist. I won't use her real name, I call her Nancy. She says, no, that never happened. And looking at the x-ray, you could see this round sort of BB-like object. It's bigger than a BB, actually, but it's under his back lower molar tooth, like right underneath it. There's no entry wound. The tooth is asymptomatic. It was freaking the dentist out. So she got a hold of the x-rays, 
and tried to figure out what this could possibly be going online and looking. And the only thing that kept coming up was alien implant. They went back to the dentist. It was still there. She had multiple x-rays at this point, which she finally found me, sent me the x-rays. Of course, the first thing I did was interview her extensively, asking if there's some sort of UFO history and what happened, which she denied. And she said her son, who did not want to talk to me, he's 14, said, no, no UFOs. Okay, this is curious because normally it's quite overt, you know, a UFO presence when someone's reporting an implant like this. I did take these x-rays and sent one to a family physician, a medical doctor who's also a MUFON field investigator, and he diagnosed it as a foreign body, metallic, not natural. I sent the x-ray to another emergency physician, also a UFO researcher. He said the same thing. This could not be natural. This is likely metallic. Both asked if the son had a history of UFOs or shooting himself in the mouth, which, of course, no, that's not the case. But I was talking to her again and asking her again, you sure your son has never seen a UFO? And he was in the room while I'm on the phone with her. And she's like, no, no. I'm like, well, ask him again. I don't understand this. I can't point to this being an ET implant unless you can relate something along these lines and she asked him again and he said well mom i didn't want to tell you because i didn't want to scare you but yeah before this appeared we were walking outside these blue and yellow lights were way up in the sky dropped down started flashing multicolored lights over him and his friend and it was within a few hundred feet and i've come to realize when someone has that close of a sighting this is an indication of direct contact and that is when this implant appeared. It wasn't in previous x-rays. It was just a short time later that Grays walked right in. She had a fully conscious encounter with them, saw them working on her son, was told by them, you know, everything's okay. You don't need to worry. Your son is fine. You're fine. But you needed to know this. So it's a good case because they have the x-rays themselves. Yeah, that's good evidence of an alien implant. Has anybody that you've ever worked with made any effort to have these implants removed, kind of like along the lines of what the late Dr. Lear was doing? Yes, certainly. Not in that case. In fact, the son went to have his wisdom teeth removed, and the surgeon saw the x-rays and offered to take it out. But the kid said, no, he does not want his implant removed. And I'm kind of glad he said that, because from what I understand, I think there are good reasons for these implants. I did talk to a lady who worked with Dr. Roger Lear. I interviewed her. She had experiences involving multiple people. It was a major shared onboard experience on Coronado Island where some eight or ten people had an experience on the same night in the same area. And she had an implant appear during that event and had it removed. This was studied by Dr. Roger Lear, who wrote about it in his book, the aliens in the scalpel, and it showed some unusual properties for sure. There was no foreign body reaction, which is really unusual when you have something that is a foreign body. It was composed of a metal that was most akin to meteorotic iron, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because how does a meteor get inside of your body? Her implant matched in appearance several others, identical and I know some of the implants he removed were magnetic. There was at least two, which apparently gave off some sort of electromagnetic signal. 
So some really good evidence in terms of implants. I think that's honestly the smoking gun. But having talked to a number of contactees who asked the ETs flat out, what's the purpose for these implants? I was amazed to hear them say the same things. It was usually something to do with health, to measure the levels of pollution in a person's body, to monitor their vitals, to boost their immune system, something along these lines. And that came up at least a half dozen times. And I know of many other cases in the literature where that's come up as well. So that is directly from the ETs themselves. It's not speculation like many people have said, saying, oh, this is to track us. Well, that's your speculation because that's what we do to animals or mind control. But that's not what the ETs themselves are saying. Well, plus a lot of times when attempts are made to remove these things, they're very good at uh, evading the scalpel. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in fact, in, in this 14-year-old's case, you know, after having this encounter with the Greys, they had a dental appointment two weeks later, and they're wondering, well, I wonder if this implant's still going to be there. And it was. And the dentist was amazed because this was a different dentist at this point. It was the same practice, but a different dentist. And so... Her insurance pays for two x-rays. He took a second x-ray. This darn implant was gone. Mm. She sent me the x-ray again. It was 30 seconds later. And the dentist said, you know what? I'm going to give you another x-ray for free because this is really confusing. They knew the x-ray machine worked. It had been in constant use. They took a third x-ray. Of course, it came back at this point. It so upset some of the technicians, or one of them certainly, she had to leave the office and go home. I mean, she was out of her mind with this being absolutely confronted with undeniable evidence of ET intervention. Well, maybe ET is playing a game of hide and seek with its implants. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes they just do this on purpose and want people to know. Because, I mean, there's a case in the book where these two boys were being visited by little blue beings. And get this. Yeah, they'd both wake up, wrapped up like burritos in their bed sheets. Why would they do that? I have cases of, several cases of ETs doing this. I think they're doing it on purpose. Calling card. Hey there, Press and Dennett. Tell our listeners, if they want to know more about what you do, where do they check you out? I'm pretty easy to find on social media. I do have a YouTube channel. I have a website. Just punch my name in. It should take you there. Easy to reach on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My books are available at online retailers like Barnes & Noble or Amazon, and, of course, bookstores. Of course, you go to conspiracyjournal.com to see what Tim Swartz is up to, and he's always up to something. We are known as the Paracast on Threads, X, formerly Twitter. Still can't get over that one. Why call it X? And, of course, Facebook. You can get branded merchandise for listeners of the show with different logos. If you go to theparacast.shop, theparacast.shop, check out our merch collection, okay? We also offer the Paracast Plus, where we give you the show free of the network ads, better audio quality, and the exclusive bonus after the Paracast podcast, where Preston Dennett will be back for more discussions, okay? So you can get that by signing up at theparacast.plus, theparacast.plus. 
Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, to save 20% on five-year and lifetime memberships. The Paracast. Plus. Preston Dennett, thank you for joining us on The Paracast. Hey, it's been a delight and an honor. Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>